0: and black. Um, We all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we we could create a...
1: Talk your shit, Chadwick, man. I can't even believe... I can't even begin to comprehend that we lost somebody so genuine and so special as a chat with Bozeman, man. I could not wrap my mind around that amongst other shit that's been going on. I couldn't even, when I opened my phone and that was the first thing that I seen, I was like, okay, it must be one of them... Them, you know, them hopes, deaths, them reddicks, them pranks, all that type of shit. I'm like, there's no way that we lost him. But like, you know what? The shit that's so special about Chadwick, and I'm sure, I don't even got to say this. The fact that that man had cancer for one. Didn't tell nobody for two. And still showed up to work for three. And you did Black Panther um in several other movies over the course of being sick like that i know what cancer does to the body i know how tired you are after chemo and therapies and all of this and but you still showing up to work especially like black panther that's a physical that that movie was like real physical like just to know that this man was out here struggling with that, dealing with this day in and day out. He never told nobody, didn't want nobody to feel sorry for him, didn't want no sympathy. Instead, he pulling up on young cancer patients, on kids in the hospital, like, doing these movies, doing these award shows, doing this, doing that. It's beyond me. It's like, I said this, I don't know how many podcasts ago, and I don't know if we was talking about NIP or... I can't remember who he was talking about. Maybe he was talking about Kobe or Nipsey or both of them. But when certain... When I say certain people are put on the world to change the world, this is what I'm talking about. A chat with Bozeman. Because this man portrayed, embodied the Black Panther. He became the hero. He became, he became that in the eyes of so many and this man changed the way that superheroes were portrayed he changed the way that y'all heard the speech young gifted and black like he changed what all of that meant and then he out and he passed away at 43 that is young that is not old by a long shot that is very young that it's like he was just getting started in this career Like Chadwick had From us From grieving fans He had so much more left to do But Then I look at it from a spiritual standpoint And it's like Nah he was put here For what he was meant to do And it's like the mission was complete He out of here That shit I I really hang on to that That some people are put on this earth To change it and go they not put on this earth for nothing else than to better this shit and move things forward. And then when their mission is complete, they bow out so gracefully. And that's just how I I look at him. I look at what he left behind, like the legacy that he left behind. I read somewhere that I think he did like seven movies while battling cancer, cause he just got diagnosed. Four years ago with colon cancer, I believe it was, and this man still showed up. So you know what? I have to I have to hold on to that. I have to celebrate that. I mean, that's that's not no that's that's just not no easy little feat. That's not no light shit to be battling cancer. I don't know if y'all follow my personal Instagrams. And my personal social medias, but you'll know that I lost my grandmother cancer a week ago. That's why y'all ain't get no Monday podcast. Yeah, I've been trying to get my mind together, but y'all got a Friday one, and we even got a guest, Q So Fresh, gonna be joining us a little later. But um, yeah, and to watch from the diagnosis up until you know the the transition. Um, it was not, it's, cancer ain't no hole, but, you know, you got strong ass people in the world who take on that fight and they go out fighting. I read that Chadwick, um, he thought he was going to get better. He was gearing up to do Black Panther 2. You feel me? So... This is not somebody who was about to bow out gracefully to no goddamn cancer. This was not somebody who was just finna throw in a towel and be like, all right, you win. Like, no, this man went out. He went out swinging. And I feel the same for my grandma. That's why when I was reading about him and seeing how he was going to work and doing all this while going through chemo, that is, that is not no just, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, that's a feat. That is a huge... I don't think y'all understand. Like, if you ain't never had nobody go through chemo and seeing what it does to the body and how weak it make you, bro, that, sh- that shit is just... It's just unbelievable. Um, Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to my grandma. Like I said, if y'all follow me, y'all know I've been going through it. Um... But I really do appreciate, like, all the kind of words, all the comments, all the prayers. I really do. And it's been so much of it. And I do see it. It's just so much. I I just, like, the outpouring of love was just overwhelming. So I couldn't get a chance to thank everybody individually. But um, I just, I appreciate it. I appreciate it wholeheartedly and yeah it's a process it's just a whole ass process and like cancer sucks bro cancer is a nasty ass disease it is it's just a merciless ass disease it is just it just don't give a fuck but you got strong-ass people in the world who will give cancer a run for their goddamn money. And, you know, I just pray to be 80 years old with the same strength that my grandmother had. Or fuck, to be, God forbid, 40 years old and had the strength that a child would have. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, again, man, like, my heart go out to anybody who battling that shit. Because baby, when I tell you, I just I can only pray for the strength. Um. All right, we got we had to get sashay out of the way. We had to get the sashay out of the way. But it's a lot of people in the morning. It's like so many actors and actresses. I seen so many people just. Oh my God! So many tributes to Chadwick. Um. I think it was Spike Lee. S- somebody got down in the comments and asked Spike Lee, you know. How was it with Chad with working or whatever while he was being sick? And Spike Lee said nobody even knew. Just like a testament to the type of person he was. Like, this man didn't want nothing to distract him or anybody around from the job at hand. Like, he was dedicated to finishing the job at hand. A man of his word. A man who stood on something. Like, come on, man. Everybody want to talk about real niggas this and real niggas that. That's the realest one. He he he's the realest. A man of his word. You feel me? A man who is is standing on his principle and just just stand, If he say he gonna do it, he gonna do it, sick or not. And I just I just find that to be so damn commendable and just just out of this world, man. So rest in peace to him. Um... Man, what what a damn week Okay, we off the sad shit We off it I'm not with the sad podcast today I've been crying It'll be a week Today makes a week since By the time y'all listening to this It'll be a week since my grandma passed And I've been hollering all week On and off, back and forth Um So I don't really want to make this a sad podcast We finna talk about some shit period which I ain't talked to y'all since last week some damn time like I don't even know if I got a chance to really even post episode 37 like that I really don't think I did so if y'all see me posting episode 37 kind of me I mean not 37 what am I talking about what episode is we on 37 no I didn't 78 was last week episode right Y'all got to forgive me. My mind is all over the place. I'm talking about episode 37. Child, we over there. We been past 37. Yeah, so episode 78. So if y'all see me just randomly posting episode 78, child, don't, uh don't mind me. Because I really didn't get to do too much promo for episode 78. I feel like I just kind of put it out. And shit started going crazy, and I just really didn't have time to do a lot of promo for it. So, we might just be doing a lot of promo for both of them. But, anywho, episode 79, this is Honey. I am your host, Shundrika. I'm sure y'all already know that, but let's get to the shits, man. Um, Monica and goddamn Brandy. Because y'all know I was waiting on this one at the door. Okay, I have thoughts, 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 thoughts. First of all... When the shit first started, it was so damn awkward. I damn near didn't watch it. I almost cut this shit off. I'm like, look. Okay. This, this is too much. First of all, Monica looked good. All her Fendi prints. Y'all know I like all that print shit. And Brandy looked good with them heels that I like that I can't pronounce. What them shit's called? I just said on Twitter, I sell my damn right toe for them goddamn heels. Bottega Vanita. I know I'm pronouncing the name all damn wrong. It's either Bottega Vanetta, or Bottega Veneta. I don't care, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Them damn heels, Brandy. Y'all was roasting Brandy's shoes. That's the first thing I seen with some goddamn heels because I want them so bad. I want them damn heels Brandy had on so damn bad. Them bitches is $1,200 heels. Now, you know, the rest of her boho chic. I'm not a boho chic type of girl. Every now and then I might see you know a, a a little piece of jacket or something and I might throw in a little turtleneck and that's like the most boho chic y'all gonna get from moi. But um I just zeroed in on them damn heels. I'm like this bitch heels is tea, but y'all was dragging Brandy look. But y'all know that's that's Brandy shit though. That's how Brandy gave it up. Brandy is the girl who dressed for comfort. Brandy is is that girl who. Quiet as it's kept. her ass. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandy pulled up in some damn sweatpants, damn sweatshirt, and said, "Let's get it." So y'all was dragging. Says I actually thought she looked good. Like I said, both the boho sheet look. That's just not my shit. But y'all gotta understand, Brandy had a motherfucking rags on. Now she she didn't have no rags, bitch. Twelve hundred dollars shoes, and I think the jacket was twelve hundred dollars. Come on, now Google, Google, bitch don't don't sleep now y'all was acting like sis just went to the local goodwill and shout out to the local goodwill but y'all acting like sis went to the local goodwill and just picked some shit up off the rack up off the floor and threw it on brandy was still t still very much a designer bitch she's still giving what she be giving don't sleep ho. so you know she looked good in her own right Brand, and Brandy is a braids type of girl. Brandy always been a braids type of girl since Moesha. Brandy love her a braid. She love her a twist. She, you know, she love... Brandy is a comfort girl. Brandy like Brandy is the type of girl. She wanna throw that shit up in a ponytail and go. Put that shit up in a big bun and go. Brandy is not giving you holes tight fitting, form fitting. Monica is, you know, Monica is just that bad bitch auntie B- the bad bitch turn auntie so monica gonna serve you fashion she gonna show that little shade they just different in their own right but they both looked good monica bob was laid to the fucking gods that ball was cut so goddamn pristine that that it sh- she looked good And the promo this was the ver the the first verses that they did the promo the marketing was amazing um they did like the little promo videos Monica pulled up in the lamb and she kinda collected all the Monica CDs and shit like that. And that was dope. They did the Macai Pfeiffer with Brandy and Monica was calling his phone. Cause y'all remember he was in the boys' mind video for y'all young hoes. Um so it was I like the whole setup going into it. Um it was just real dope to me. It was really, 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 really dope to me. I just, I loved it. And I think Versus should really do more of that whole marketing thing. Like, the promo videos. I thought that was such a cute-ass idea. That was so dope to me. I, I'm I'm enjoying that. Versus is really growing. Um, And I really like the direction that it's going in. Now, back to this awkward-ass silence and shit. So, when they first got on, I personally think... That they had to fill each other out a little bit, cause we talking about two girls who notoriously just don't see it for one another. So I think in the beginning, they just kind of had to feel one another out. Like, okay, what this whole giving? Like, da 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 da. Brandy, I feel like was just being exceptionally shady. Now Brandy, Brandy, you you throwing shade like Monica ain't slapped shit at you before, sus. I mean, yeah, you got the catalog. You got the accolades. You had the show. Brandy was that girl. Brandy was that bitch. Brandy was the blueprint. Yes, mama, you work with the Whitney's and the Teddy Rileys and the Babyface and all the big names. All of it. But girl, come on now. Don't don't get carried away. She was just being so shady to me. And you could tell Monica wasn't featuring it at first. So I felt like they had to fill each other out a little bit. Um I didn't like that they didn't perform the songs, though. Like, I wish it was more... They both had microphones in their hands, so I'm like, okay. You know, they're gonna sing the song. They didn't even sing along with them. Um, They just seemed real uncomfortable for the first half. Mo didn't really... I, I could, One thing about Monica. She said no to this shit before. Which tells me... That she had to be persuaded to do it this time. That check was damn good from Versus. Because y'all know Versus got to deal with Apple now. That was a big old nasty ass check that Monica was cut to do this goddamn Versus. Y'all is not telling me Monica who been adamant like, nah, I'm not doing it. Just changed her mind one night. No. Mm -mm. I think that bag was the, the bag was right. Um, I don't know if they always have paid artists to do the verses, but now that they got this deal with Apple, I feel like they do. I feel like if they didn't, they definitely do now. And I, I think the offer was one that Monica just couldn't walk away from. That offer was that good Pooh. So, you know, cause you could, you could tell when a bitch don't really want to do something, but she was persuaded. You know, she had to have some talking to. She was like, oh, Missy got me here. I, no, Missy Missy might have been like, girl, you need to go ahead and do it. But when that check hit the table, it was like, okay, bitch, I'm doing it. Monica don't take me as the type of girl who finna turn down no piece of money, no piece of bag, no piece of check. Monica looks like she is going to get her a bag, hella high water. Because one thing about Monica... We ain't never seen Monica off. We ain't never seen Monica looking broke, busted, disgusted. We never seen Monica looking bad. Monica is on T. I. N. M. show. She briefly had her own show. When back in the day, Monica was doing something like... She hadn't gotten into funeral homes or some shit like that. Like, Monica gonna keep a job. So, she don't take me as the type of girl that's finna turn down no money. So... I think that's what got Mo them. Um, It was just several points. Monica looked real uninterested. And you know, with Brandy throwing her little slick shots, I think Mo was a little annoyed by that. But nevertheless, oh, and Monica did not do with you. And that's what I was waiting on. Unless I missed it. Y'all drop down in the comments and let me know if I missed it. But I was waiting on with you. I did not hear it. But other than that, you know, when they did sit up in my room and she did should have known better and I'm not going in no particular order. I don't know, you know, the songs that went in order. I'm just saying. For the most part, I got the songs I liked. It was just you know, a song here or there that I wasn't here for. Um, But overall, I liked it. It was what the culture needed. It was like Over 1 million streams on that shit. 1 million views. So, it was what we needed. I just wish... I just wish that they would have performed more. I just wish that they would have been... Like, when when Monica's songs was on, I wish she would have been up singing her songs, vibing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and same with Brandy. It just seemed like they was just kind of, you know, sitting there just, you know being pretty or whatever but overall um i was getting my life i was funking. so and a lot of people was saying brandy one i honestly i think it was a solid tie and i ain't just saying it i really do because i think a lot of people didn't realize monica had as many hits as she did but music like hit record wise monica and brandy is on the same playing field. Brandy makes good really 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 good albums. Monica makes really 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 good singles. So that's where I think people were going to the brandy side like oh it's it's team brandy and you know of course Monica I mean Brandy like I said Brandy was the blueprint. Brandy was that girl Brandy had a goddamn show. Brandy had a doll. Brandy worked with Whitney Houston. She did she redid C- uh, Cinderella with Whitney Houston. She worked with Babyface. She was on the way in the excel soundtrack and anybody on that way in the excel soundtrack was solidified. So Brand- Brandy just she she was that girl, but the only Grammy that Brandy and Monica ever got was the one they got together. So, there's that on that. That's why I always felt like, yeah, they on the same fucking playing field no matter what. Because they both on- only got one Grammy. And this was the song they did together. So, I don't want to hear it. Monica, like I said last podcast, you know, she's just the more relatable girl. She's like the more, the rich auntie vibes. That's what Monica gives off. I just wish... I just wish the tension wasn't so, so awkward. That shit was funny as hell. Brandy was like, let's do a tour. And Monica was like, girl, we just got here. I know that's fucking right. Don't you hate, like, <laughs> bro, don't you hate, like, when your up? like, y'all just get to, like, a stable place. And a bitch, like, oh, girl, let's do this. And it's like, uh, bitch, I'm just talking to your ass. <laughs> like, ho, I'm just now starting to kiki with you. Just, a smi- I'm just cool with sitting down with you that's why that whole uh Jeezy and Gucci um make a men shit that T.I. was on that sh- that's why that shit was so comical like Gucci and Jeezy are just at a place where so they're not trying to kill each other and your ass talking about make a me man- T.I. if you don't get your ass the fuck on <laughs> oh I hate it like if we ops if we don't get along, but we come to a cordial place okay let us just come to a cordial place we ain't gotta be nothing. We don't have to be kee and doing all that. We we Let's just let us be cordial, Chad. But that shit was funny. Right, just talking about he gonna put a tour together. I mean, realistically, a Brandy and Monica tour would be really good. You know, people... Shit, if this many people tuned in to watch the damn verses, half of that gonna come to the goddamn show. They gonna sell out everywhere. Wherever they pull up at, they gonna sell out. Um... So, I don't think a tour would be bad. The only song they're going to share the stage with is The Boy Is Mine. And that other song that they came with a couple years back, it was like The Boy Is Mine Part 2 or some shit like that, whatever it was. That's the only song that they actually going to be on stage together with. It need to go like this. It need to be Monica, Brandy. And then, on select nights, they can throw in... Who can they throw in? They can throw in a Fantasia on a couple stops. If they want to throw in Kiki Waii on a stop here and there. Or, you know, I I know this a group, but they could throw in Escape on a couple stops. And then half the tour, Brandy could open up or go first or whatever. It need to be like the opening act. Like, okay, let's say Fantasia. Fantasia, then Brandy, then Monica. And then Brandy and Monica can rotate after the opening act. They, I mean, if they did do a tour, it would work. It's not like they're going to be on stage and got to dance and hoopla together shit. It's literally, this my dressing room, that's yours. Stay out my waist, stay out your This is my tour bus, that's yours. Don't bring your ass on my bus. I won't bring my ass on your bus. Like, it's like that. So, I don't see why a tour couldn't happen. I really think a tour would make everybody a whole bunch of money. And I think if they threw in a couple opening acts, depending on the city, they could make even more money. But, child, that's just me and how my little brain worked. But, um, it was cool. Who y'all want to see next with the Versus? Somebody said that this was kind of the finale. I don't think Versus is going anywhere, honestly. I think Versus done got this deal... I think versus tip stay um I would be interested in seeing I saw Keisha Cole and Ashanti um um, um 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 yeah that would be nice I think Keisha Cole and Ashanti would be good um who could go against Ashanti other than Keisha Cole honestly and I know y'all about to drag me drag me drag me Oh, y'all finna drag me <laughs> but I know Beyonce ain't here for it ain't gonna do it ain't gonna never happen but I could honestly see a Beyonce solo just solo Beyonce and Ashanti. I could see it and yes I know Beyonce is too much of a megastar she too big too big too too big I get it however I still think that just hit for hit, Beyonce and Ashanti, I think they could do that. I think they could do that. I think that would be a good one. I'm just talking music wise. Like, okay, Beyonce play love on top. Ashanti gonna come back with um, what can what can Ashanti play when Beyonce do love on top? I guess she could come back with happy. And Beyonce do dangerously in love. Ashanti could come back with rain on me. Like, do it like this. Put put make you an Ashanti and Beyonce playlist and do a Ashanti record Beyonce Ashanti Beyonce and play that shit on shuffle. D- just thinking musically now. Just walk with me. Just do it real quick. It ain't even gotta be a long playlist. Ten song playlist. Five Ashanti songs. Five Beyonce songs. Put the shit on shuffle. Musically that shit gonna eat. That's what I meant. Like, I really... I wouldn't mind hearing them them two play records back to back. But we know that ain't gonna happen. So, we got Shanti and Keisha Cole. I think that'd be good. What What is Keisha Cole playing when a Shanti plays foolish? What What's she coming with? Let me see. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Shanti hit a bitch with foolish. Keisha Cole gonna hit a bitch with the... I should've cheated. I think that yeah, that's it. That's the motherfucking one. Or if Ashanti hit a bitch with happy, guess what? Keisha Cole coming back with. You guessed it. I love my baby. What is that song called though? It's not called I love my baby, but y'all know it, what I'm talking about. Um, I ain't gonna try to sing it, but y'all know what song I'm talking about. Take me away. So Ashanti hit hit ass with happy. Keisha Cole coming back with take me away. Keisha Cole hit ass with love. Ashanti coming back with rain on me Maybe no Let me see Keisha Cole do love then Ashanti gotta do I don't know Unfoolish or I don't know bitch now y'all got me curious now I'm finna sit down and make my own damn Ashanti and Cole playlist but it should be interesting. I don't know when theirs is going to be. um, But I'm here for it. I, I want a Jeezy and T.I. Still, I keep telling y'all that. But you know what? Honestly, I, I'm liking the singers. I feel like I like the singers versus more. Not more than the rappers, but I, I'm I'm just liking them. It's taking me back because you've been um fucking Around and Forgot. A lot of records, and then they pop out the blue. It's like, oh, sh- you know, I forgot she's saying this. I forgot she's saying this, but I would be interested. I'm, I'm gonna tune into the Keisha and Ashanti. I think we could do, we could do. Do they do like older verses? Because I would say Patty LaBelle, but I feel like the only person Patty LaBelle could have went head-to-head with was Miss Aretha. So, that might be a dub, but we gonna see. We gonna see what they're giving. Who could Drake go head-to-head with? Aubrey Graham, not nobody. The fuck? Drake can't go head-to-head with nobody <laughs> in a damn versus. That shit would be just a, just a, just a, it just one BT. I would I would like to see Young Thug and Lil Baby. If we doing young shit, you know, younger shit. I think that would be um I think that'd actually be a really good one. If we did kinda it would it would be marketed towards like the younger generation. I think Lil Baby and Young Thug would be a good run. Jeezy and Tip would be a good one. Um kiki Wyatt? no not kiki not kiki but nevertheless chum, i'm fucking with the verses. versus been getting my ass through quarantine it's been getting all of us through damn quarantine i seen um i seen joe biden ass and kamala harris was all up in the verses, um joe biden if you don't get your ass he know damn well he will not watch no damn brandy and monica verses. i seen he threw up the little hand emoji and dipped that it's okay, Joe. We gonna vote for you regardless, Joe. You ain't got to be all like in the mix, Joe. We we voting for you. Trust me, trust me, Joe. You don't got to worry about who we riding with. We're riding with your ass. You ain't got to be all up in the Monica and Brandy versus Chappie. You do to sit your ass down, someone. All right, moving on. We done bust down the verses. Um, I'm gonna talk about Joe Button, but I gotta talk about him leaving Spotify and him into here. So we'll get there later. Okay, I thought we had got the sad shit out of the way, but, um, did we, real quick, did we touch on them 40 kids that was rescued in the sex trafficking ring and the youngest one being three years old and that shit just kind of like disappeared, we didn't hear about it no more, um, I need details and why the fuck does it always feel like when these huge sex trafficking busts? occur it's like we don't hear shit else about it i need details i need to fucking know who is behind this if it's a sex trafficking ring who the fuck started the ring who was the three-year-old found with who who brought her that like i have so many questions and this is not the first time i've been peeping And I peep that Every time It's like a sex trafficking Bust or whatever the case may be It's like we'll hear about it that one day And then we don't hear about it no more What the fuck is the tea Um I I need details And Detail Rings Rings don't just Pop up Like somebody had to start the motherfucking ring so somebody has to tell me something um who who began this them bitches don't just come out of thin air somebody had to traffic one young girl and then it was another and then it was another so I need to know I guess I, I don't need to know but I'm curious to know like where are these young girls from You talking about you rescued 40 children. Were they reported missing at all? Like, are these 40 missing persons reports on children? Was anybody actively out looking for these kids? Or did y'all just stumble across it? And I I don't know. I'm just... I'm flabbergasted. I'm happy as fuck that 40 children were found and hopefully getting help and therapy and all type of shit, but who are these kids? Where the fuck are they from? Do they have parents? Do they have guardians? Do they come from broken homes? Do they come from loving homes? How did they fall into the hands of these goddamn predators? And it's like so hush-hush now. Why? Why the fuck is it so... Oh, keep it on the hush, keep it on the hush. See, that's, like, that's what be killing me because, and y'all always be talking about why people wait so long to come forward with shit like this, but it just ain't no telling how long these kids been missing. And had nobody ever, I mean, had this task force not did this bust, they would probably still be missing. And if they was able to escape, it's like, will people even believe them? That's why people don't be coming forward because shit like this be happening. Um, I just, I need more details. I don't like how they tell us shit like this and then it's quiet from there. Like, no. That is huge. You're telling me that you found and you arrested all these nasty ass men for taking these kids and trafficking this, Like... How did this shit come to be? And I heard, you know, Atlanta is a major hub for this. I'm moving to Atlanta in about nine to ten months. So, it's just starting shit that I want to know about before I get up here. You feel me? Because when we see Atlanta, and I know this from going to Atlanta so much. It was a point in time I was in Atlanta every just couple months. My best friend lived there. my cousin. A nigga I was talking to. I ain't even gonna say we was talking to, we was just friends. Um, my other homegirls, like I was just in Atlanta every couple months, sometime once a month or whatever. And a lot of people just think, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is cheap to live up there. That's a big lie. Big, big, big lie. A lot of people who move say they're moving to Atlanta don't live in the city of Atlanta. They live on the outskirts, which is fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Because truth be told, when I move my black ass up there. I will probably be living way out in the goddamn country somewhere in some little small outer barrier outside the city. The city is expensive as fuck. It's busy as fuck. And it's a lot of traffic as fuck. That's one big lie that they told us. It's cheap to live in Atlanta. It's cheap to live on the outskirts of Atlanta. I ain't even gonna say cheap. It's cheaper. Um and then i think everybody feels like atlanta is this big ass land of opportunity that if you go there if you go to atlanta you're going to get popping that's not always the case um i don't expect that to be the case a bitch like me is job hunting actively every single day because i don't expect to just go to atlanta and get a podcast deal or my business to just be popping overnight like hell no so no, <laughs> fuck no. So I don't know. I just um I think it's it's so many misconceptions about Atlanta, and the real Atlanta is a a whole lot of sex trafficking going on, and a whole lot of children going missing, and it's a whole lot of murder in Atlanta. Google it. Atlanta is not just this this safe haven for black people. It's a, it's a lot of positive shit in Atlanta. A lot of black-owned things. You know, a lot of successful people go up their network. You never know. But um, it's not just this oasis. And I think a lot of people think that. And a lot of motherfuckers is wrong. So, with that being said, you know, it's just important to know this type of shit about Atlanta. Like, that big on sex trafficking. If you've been to the airport in Atlanta recently last couple of years or so. It's signs in the airport. About like. You know spotting sex trafficking. In the airport. Because that shit is heavy. Like they is flying these young girls. Here this and that. Selling them. That shit is real. A lot of these young girls. It's sad to say. Go to Atlanta. Thinking they. You know about to get put on. About to get this and that. And these niggas is trafficking them. I don't know if y'all remember a couple years back, the one dude. I think he was like posing as a music exec, and he had girls in the house, and they all had matching tattoos, and you know he he was paying for their implants and their bodies and shit, but they he they couldn't leave. Um, he was trafficking them. It was like a big ass story, and so yeah, like it's it's a big thing because you got everybody. Oh, I'm gonna produce something this and that. And a lot of these men just be throwing that shit around to prey on these young girls. So you just really got to be careful. And young women too. I, I um, you know, I personally, I'm not a very trusting bitch. You ain't finna just tell me that you a goddamn producer. It, bitch, where's your credentials, hoe? I need to see the source. I need to see some paperwork. I need to be able to Google your name and you come up with your picture and your credentials and your resume. Like, what is the t? So, child, its just a—it's a lot. Um, it's an Atlanta rapper who was quite popular in the day. He has been accused of trafficking girls, of raping, of um, pimping, and all that shit. They say he a trafficker. His page, his Instagram, I'm private now. I ain't gonna tell y'all what song he's saying, but it's super popular. It was popular back in the day, rather. And you know he on that shit. So you just got to be careful man you just so many people just go there thinking like you know it's shit sweet and it's not but i think that's with anywhere especially if you ain't from the la miami that shit shit just shit can get crazy anyway you just got to be fucking careful but um about these kids i just need to know more i need to know a little bit more About this goddamn sex trafficking ring with these goddamn last kids but I'm happy they was found safe and I hope they continue to be safe I hope that whoever has them is protecting them from these disgusting ass men so all right y'all did I watch the VMAs Fuck no I don't like VMAs I told y'all I ain't really feeling award shows in the time of virtualness Um, just it just seemed real disingenuous so no i didn't watch it i seen chloe and hallie look stunning and doja cat performance um that's it that's really it so yeah all right y'all want to talk about this joe button and spotify shit um they're leaving spotify i should have been talked about this but you know life was going on one thing i must say about joe button and i really fuck with this that man know his worth. He know that he has a very rare gem with that podcast. I love that podcast. He knows that his podcast has really opened up a lot of doors for other podcasts. And he's really not finna settle for no bullshit. I mean, he'll tell you he don't away from millions and millions of millions. Um and that's what really happened with Spotify you know they they was offering him a lot of money, but they was requiring a lot more shit. And he did a whole episode explaining how you know it was just a master class for podcasters explaining how you know they wouldn't give them vacation, they wouldn't give them time off, they wouldn't. It, it's just a lot of shit that Spotify wouldn't do. They offered them used Rolex watches in exchange for bonuses, shit like that. It was just a lot. Um, but. I don't know where he's going. It hasn't been announced. I've seen a lot of people drag in, like they about to be broke. They're about to be unemployed. Joe Button podcast is raw as fuck. One of my favorite, if not my favorite podcast, aside from my own, of course. And um I was just really fucking with that. My only concern is like Rory Mall Parks it's like okay joe button walk away from millions but is his team really cool with walking away from millions? because joe got love and hip-hop he got a state of the culture he does the pull-ups so joe gonna get his bag he got the m's you see he just putting them big pretty ass teeth in his mouth he got the motherfucking teeth done joe got the coin joe got the millions but my thing is like, okay, you turning down millions, but your, like your team is they cool with walking away from millions. Because they not on Love and Hip Hop. They not on State of the Culture. You know what I'm saying? So that's And it seems like there is. And that's the dope-ass thing about having a, a cohesive team. A team that's all for one, one for all. I mean, not all for one. One for all. They all have that one-for-all type mentality. And, um... It seemed like they cool with it. I just... With me, I don't know. I'm just... I'm always so hesitant about fucking over other people. Like, I don't want nobody else to be fucked up. Even if it put me in a fucked up ass position. But I mean, it seemed like they know what they're doing. And the way they be talking, it seemed like they have another uh, opportunity lined up. But it just kind of was... It was just like an insight into how major corporations... All of us in this podcast and where we want to deal, we want to deal, we want sponsors, we want, you know, a big company behind us type of shit. But then it's like, it's a lot that come with it as far as ownership, as far as not being treated fairly, overworked. I feel like Joe Bud and them were like the guinea pigs for this podcast shit. They got this huge deal, and it opened up the door for other podcasts to get these big-ass deals. And then maybe when they weren't so useful anymore, it was like, okay, you know, kind of toss them to the side type shit. Um, I ain't going to say useful because they were still bringing in huge-ass numbers. But I guess when it was clear that, okay, other podcasts can bring in big numbers too, kind of took a turn. So... The relationship seems to have soured a little bit. But you know, nevertheless, um, I just thought it was really dope as fuck. I think I think, at least for the time being, their episodes are going right straight to YouTube, which is dope. I used to watch their shit on YouTube anyway before they got the um Spotify deal. So I have no issue with that. Um, so we'll just have to see. We'll have to see, but I I really like the Joe Button podcast because they're just so transparent with other creators. Like they really be telling us how this shit goes, and I can appreciate that because a lot of times people, especially big people, they like the horror game. They don't like to really tell you what's what type shit. Like they want to keep all that that info to themselves, keep all them gems to themselves, and that podcast in particular. They like nah, like we about to tell y'all exactly what the fuck going on. So I can appreciate that one thousand million percent. Um, speaking of Joe Button, let's know Joe Button and Tahiri. Joe Button and Tahiri been going at it. Tahiri says that Joe Button basically beat her ass, and he beat women. Um, I have no doubt that he beat her ass. If she say he beat her ass, cool, he beat her ass. Um, however, I think that relationship, from what it sounds like, it sounds like they were both beating each other ass, honestly. It sounds like she was hitting him because he has said that he fired back at her and was like, you know, she she was abusive to me. She she was you know she was fighting me and he had said that Tahiri ain't scared to fight a man so I just feel like they was abusive to each other we seen on marriage boot camp when Bardo choked Tahiri um but prior to that she was throwing apples at the man's head so I I could see that in her she not scared to get physical with a man she not scared to... If she pissed off, I'm going to throw some shit at you. I'm going to put my hands on you. She's not scared to do that. Now, Bado's reaction is not excused because that shit was so delayed. Like, how you walk away from her and then an hour later come back and choke the fuck out of... that. It don't work like that. So, I'm not excusing his actions either. But I can't excuse hers either. I think that it used to be a situation where they used to fight each other she'll hit first or he'll hit first whatever but they used to get into it physically with one another so me personally i'm just choosing to mind my business child <laughs> because one thing we gotta stop doing as women and i'm guilty as fuck it is we gotta stop telling half the story and i ain't even talk about hear no more because i don't know i wasn't there I'm never in a position to tell a woman that she wasn't being hit on, abused. I'm never that. If a woman say it happened, it happened. But I also believe Joe, too, when she say he was abusive because we've seen her get fucking active. So, I ain't talking about them no more, but just as women, period, like, we have to normalize telling the whole motherfucking story and telling all that happened. When I was, like... 19, 20, whatever. I swung on the nigga. My mama was trying to hold me back off the nigga. I was hitting his ass, hitting his ass, hitting his ass, just sticking him. He ain't touched me yet. And I remember what my brother told me after that. My brother said, if you got to put your hands on the nigga, if the nigga got you feeling that pissed off, where you feel like you finna put your hands on him? Y'all need to be together. Because if he would have put his hands on you, then I would have had to get involved. Then it would have been a whole nother situation. Now, I fuck around and catch a case because you couldn't keep your temper in check. And that was some real shit to me. And I, it happened once and I never did it again. Um, Yeah, he, he did some fuck shit, but at the end of the day, it's not right because if he would have hit my ass back, He would have been justified as fuck because I was sticking his ass. I threw a phone at him. I'm hitting I'm throwing hands. I'm just throwing hands. This nigga ain't touching me. He's not touching me at all. And I'm throwing hands. He could have turned around and beat the fuck out my ass. Whoop my ass. But he didn't. He could have, but he didn't. So right then and there it was like a reality check. Like keep your hands to your damn self. Because you do that with another nigga and that other nigga might not be so gracious because think about it i'm a woman right if a nigga walk up and hit me i'm gonna hit his ass back he probably gonna beat my ass because he's a man and he's stronger he got way more strength than me but bitch i'm still fin to hit your ass back don't put your fucking hands on me period and if you got if you got hell god forbid that nigga got some long dreads or something i'm gripping your goddamn hair like you a damn hoe i'm finna we just finna be two pulling hair ass bitches in here. Don't put your hands on me. So, it was really like a reality check way back then. Don't matter how mad you get, don't put your hands on no nigga. No matter who he fucking on. No matter what he doing. Because we damn near 10 years later, I don't even know that nigga ad. I can't even think of that nigga last name. You feel me? So, this these ain't people that you even gonna be with forever or whatever the case may be. But... J- like we as women, I ain't even really talking to niggas right now. We we cannot put our hands on niggas. We cannot. We cannot, because if you put your hands on a man, you gotta be ready for however he coming. Because you gotta think if the roles were reversed, if you if a nigga put his hands on you, your ass gonna hit back. So we gotta stop normalizing this whole putting our hands on nigga because we mad. I don't give a fuck what a nigga do. Leave. I found that leaving a nigga, blocking a nigga, blocking a nigga number, blocking a nigga social media, making yourself completely unavailable, making yourself um completely like missing. Just go missing on a nigga. It's gonna hurt way more. I know this shit from experience. I'm dealing with this right now of how I just disappeared on a nigga. And a nigga is losing it. I disappeared on a nigga quite some time ago. And a nigga is like going bonkers, making fake pages, following me, trying to keep up with me, all type of shit. So kill a nigga that way. Get missing on the bitch. Make yourself completely like... No way to be accessed by a nigga. That's going to really fuck a nigga up. Well, he don't know where you at, what you doing, what you up to, what you got going on, who you dealing with. Like, you won't talk to a nigga at all. I won't communicate with this nigga. This nigga write me, I read it and don't even respond, and then I block his ass. I don't have no rap for the nigga, and the nigga is losing his fucking mind. But all that putting your hands on a bitch... Let's just end that because then if we do come out with, oh, a nigga beat my ass. It's like, yeah, but you put your hands on him first type shit. So we we just, we got to be mindful of that. We have to be mindful of that, ladies. And we just can't be, we we just, we just can't be doing it. That's all. We just, we got to be. You know, if we want to be credible um, in our claims, then we have to, we got to make sure that we not out here doing the same shit that we crying about, you know? So that's all that is. Um, with Tahiri, you know, I like I said, I believe everywhere she, I believe he put his hands on her at some point, maybe but i believe she did the same and if you're gonna tell the story you feel me we we got to tell it all now we can't just you know we can't just tell a little bit here and now but um all right man i'm done preaching to y'all hoes <laughs> i've been preaching to y'all hoes this whole goddamn podcast now what we at what we doing let me see what q so fresh at and i'll get back on the line with y'all in about five minutes q so fresh First of all, this man got a whole song with Lil Key and this his first song out. I've never heard of no shit like this before. I don't know how the hell you are a new artist. Like I'm talking about new, new, baby new. Your very first song in this with Lil Key. Yeah. These young our young ones is eating out here, man. These young ones is out here hustling in a way that I ain't never seen before. Let me see if I can get him on the line. I'll be back
0: very own Q, so Fresh in the building. How you doing?
2: Hey, how's it going? How's it going? I'm doing good, for sure, for sure. How about yourself?
0: I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the catch this podcast so last minute. So you are having no
2: problem. a
0: pretty big year, honey. You got this record with Lil' Key, and you are just blowing up Spotify right now. First of all, how did that record even come about?
2: Uh, well, I had it in storage for a little bit. Um, I got a few other bangers too, but those are soon to come. But how it came about was uh, I started this track probably like a little while back, actually. And then I recently linked up with uh, Maddie Matt. He's 10 times platinum award winner. With, uh, he worked with Jodeci, uh, Florida, um Jamie Foxx, uh, a whole lot of people in the game. So he helped me um, get a universal deal um, after we got that deal. Uh, We linked up with Lil' Keith from Atlanta, and we played him the tune, and I didn't know if he was going to like it or not, but he actually really fucked with it. Like, he was bumping to it heavily, and he said, yeah, yo, we can do something on this. So we just got it. We got it popping from there, and then, yeah, it's hitting some nice views right now just for something that's out as a single.
0: Oh, definitely. I've
2: been for sure. in the streams,
0: and, I mean, it's really doing good. I even seen L.A. Reeds gave you a cosign and said, you know, potion could be a radio smash. How does it even feel to get a cosign from somebody as big as L.A. Reid who's been in the business forever?
2: Uh, it feel, It's a blessing. I just, I count my blessings. Um, Starting to count them a lot more, um, especially with everything's going on, but it feels blessed. So I thank God for uh, everything. I thank my pops. So uh, everybody that's on, feels blessed, feels blessed. That's for sure. Now, let me back it's up hard to work. You, a lot,
0: it's a few people who are not familiar with you because you're still fairly new. So just kind of introduce us to Q So Fresh a little bit. I know you're from Toronto, uh, but just give the people a quick little rundown of you and basically when you got started.
2: Well, um, I go by the artist name Q So Fresh. Uh, I was making music for about, I don't know. For four years now this is going on my fifth year so within the whole time of me making music um i didn't really know if this was you know if this was this was going to be the thing for me but i just kept writing and writing and writing and as as you know skills got better i feel like you know maybe i can actually ride with this so i've I recently started releasing music probably about like i released a couple of tracks a few years ago but those weren't anything like majors so this is the first major we have right now so it's actually a blessing so um. Yeah, I'm a versatile artist. I grew up in Toronto, Ontario. I grew up in the states in Indiana, Indianapolis. Um, moved back to Toronto a few years ago. Um, got settled in over here. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, just a versatile artist. I like to, you know, share my experience with others and just have fun. I feel that.
0: So, like I said, this little key, thats really major because you being such a new artist and little key is on the
2: ride. He- on double for sure. How, for sure. Excuse me. How did this deal with Blimp City even come about? Um, I guess I would say I got I got some ties in. So, um, my pops, uh, he been in through the music industry. So, uh, I'm kind of like a music family. Um, we didn't always have all these things, but uh, my pops hustled for them. Um, and he helped share them with me. So, uh, he passed them down the line, and I'm gonna do the same.
0: Uh, what did
2: you think about the double XL cover this year? Uh the double XL. Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, that shit slaps. It's hard. I fucks with it. Most definitely. Looking at. You, I seen Keed on there. I seen a whole bunch of artists on there. Yeah. A lot of artists passed. A lot of good artists passed away too. So you know that's that's not good. Most
0: definitely. Is that something that you would be striving for in your career to end up on a double XL cover?
2: um yeah that'd be lit um that'd be amazing actually i don't think that will be like my number one goal though like being on a double xl would be amazing and all but i feel like you know there's a lot of work we got to do out here such as other things as uh getting more singles ready and just like the like helping them actually like get the hell out of here like what they're in like i'm trying to help the world as well like I'm not trying to come over here like saying it like that, but you know, we're going to be blessing people in a way where it's not just about the double XL for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'll be lit though for sure. I just want to make sure my team is blessed and people around me is blessed and moms and grandmas are straight.
0: <clears throat> nah, that's really big that you said that because a lot of artists are not thinking, you know, they don't really be thinking about the longevity of it. They really just, Oh, I wanna get on a double XL, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. They don't really be thinking how you're thinking of you wanna help the world through your music. You're not just a artist. Seeing from Toronto and Drake being from there and such a heavily influenced um, is that a lot of pressure for you as an artist?
2: Um see- no, I would say like that that's that's motivation for me, you know, to see another artist like like Drake or anybody, anybody shine really. Like it's just, it's just mad motivation. It just makes me want to grind harder at what I'm doing, and you know, it gives it gives you an experience on on what you might be doing by just looking at them. Would
0: you have a- For sure. sure, most
2: definitely. Like most of my guys out here, are, they're connected to OVO and shit. Like I got I got my dudes managing OVO stores and shit. So most definitely, like we got we got ties in with Drizzy. I would do. I would want to do a song with Drake. That that was that would be a slapper. I'm I'm actually trying to do something like that. We we gonna do that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, in the next five years, we already know. I I love your answer to that. Appreciate that. Um, you obviously got way bigger plans than being on magazine covers. So. In the next five years, where do you
2: see your career going? Um, musically, um, I see us doing a lot of shows. That's for sure. Uh, I see a lot of uh, a lot of peace, peace coming back to the world. Like, um, I don't know, the vibrations right now—they feel pretty hot. Everyone's tensed up right now. Nobody's trying to talk to nobody. So, just to lighten up the the people's shoulders, you know what I'm saying? Just to give them a better experience and and something they never did before. So. Just to lighten up the world, really. That that's really my job. Just to make the world a better place. Like, I'm not really trying to do, you know, do any other shit. stuff. So. I mean, it's gonna be a plan. Like, I can't sit here and, and tell I you like know. this is what's gonna happen right now. Like, I'm working on it, you know. But I'm gonna come up with something.
0: Right. For sure. Right. So, okay. I always ask artists, this. your top five dream collaborations for your debut uh, song, who would
2: it be? It would be. I will have to hit up Drake for uh, for the first track. Um, Travis Scott, um, okay. DC, The Dawn, um, Cowboy, Roddy Rich, for sure, for sure, for Cowboy, sure. We love Roddy Rich. When I asked you that, I had Roddy Rich. <laughs> for sure, show. for sure. I just hit up Cowboys,
0: boy, go ahead, go ahead. You know, no, I was just saying, like your voice and just your whole delivery reminds me of them.
2: I I could put you in that same blessing, <laughs> blessing. Bless Sounds good. I love that. And you say you just how uh, well we Ryan. hit up his manager, his management and stuff. Some of them are actually in Toronto right now, so we just did a little thing the other day and a little. Some of them pulled up, so I talked to his manager, some of the guys that helped him out over there. So we just got to put A's and B's together, okay. you know, to get our C's, but. It's not too much. Just got to put the work in. And I think everything is going to play out nicely. Um, Yeah. For sure. I could definitely see
0: a Q-So friend. <laughs> I guys.
2: appreciate we, that.
0: We definitely Because you don't, and I, I don't, this is not a bad thing, but your sound really aligns with what you're yeah. in right now. Um, You and that low key record, that was perfect. Because. Your your sound fits in with the little keys, the rowdy, the the uh rod waves. Like you you fit into that spot.
2: Okay, country. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I,
0: that's why I asked you what you thought about the Double XL cover because everybody on there just messes. So I know what well. you mean. So it's like I
2: see Yeah, that would be a there. blessing, most definitely. Most definitely.
0: Now how has this, this pandemic, this craziness,
2: how has this interfere with you just really getting out there, pushing it? Your- uh, right now, uh, a lot of things are locked down. Can't do too much too much shows or too much like appearances, but we, we do what we can, you know. We um we're doing uh, we doing interviews, we we'll be doing in person interviews, whatever we can knock off the table to get everything flowing with what we need to do. Uh, Other than that, like, yeah, it hasn't been the best. You know what I'm saying? Corona did fuck up a lot of shit. Like, if the the borders could have been cleared right now, uh, we would have been in the States right now. But I'm not even going to say ifs or buts. Um, There's a pros and cons to everything. Like, this whole corona thing, it's a plus and it's a negative. You know, it helps people connect back with their family. It helps people, you know, check on the ones that weren't checked on. So it's a good thing. We just have to, you know what I'm saying? Just has to circle, so... People might not like it now, but you know the world's always spinning, so you'll get the side that you like soon. I love
0: it. Now, too
2: so fresh. Let them know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, where they can stream Potion. I appreciate I love that. I stream Potion. I appreciate times that. Already. So let the people know. Where we can get Y'all up can go check Potion out at Spotify. Um We got it everywhere. It's on all platforms. So just when you got time. Whenever you got time, even if you don't got time, you're going to hear another track soon. So you might as well watch it. <laughs> you can check that at Apple Music, Spotify, now, we- and all platforms. For sure. Now,
0: do we have
2: a date for your next so, date? We- oh, a date? Uh, no, nah, we don't have no dates right now. But we do have some stuff coming up soon, for sure. For sure. We do got some more songs coming. Working on an album, on an EP. Okay. Working on, We're working on a whole lot. <laughs> Yes ma'am. Okay. Like,
0: I know okay. but we we got I my we're pushing we try to push
2: this song as far as we can, you know what I mean? We're trying to get this song out like this is okay. like the main get go Like We try to like drive this to the wall until nobody wants to hear it anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'm with it. I'm with it. Because I'm like, okay, damn, potion. I need like a couple more potions. Like, what a real Yo, potion. I was looking at this deep and I'm like, okay. He, he one of them artists. He's going to keep us waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a whole.
2: Yep, heap
0: yep. <laughs> oh, potions going on. There. Yep. <laughs> All right. He was so fresh, now. We ain't going to be waiting too long. I'm, listen, I'm annoying. <laughs> I will blow
2: up your DM like, okay, Oh, man. Yeah, let's go. Single, I'm, I'm sir, ready. Still me... where I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You know, for no problem. You this podcast. It is always thank you so pleasure. much. It was it was great working with you. And great you... talking with you. Good spirit. I love it. I love it. Thank
0: you. Now, you come back and see us when you drop that damn <laughs> single. That we we ready. I'm about to go stream
2: potion right that's, uh, now. To say tomorrow. no more. <laughs> I like that. All right, sound cool. I love
1: it. All right,
2: Thank no problem.
1: You. Shout out to my folks, Cute So Fresh for stopping by the Cake Dish Podcast. Y'all gotta go stream potion, featuring Lil' Key. Um, like I said, that's a real dope ass collab to have so early on in your career. Like he been doing it a couple years, but this is his first, 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 first single. So. I think the shit is dope. I can't wait to hear more from him. You know, he got that sound that's that's happening right now. So Q So Fresh fits nicely in that cowboy, Roddy Rich, Rod Ride Wave, that whole little little genre that raps, singy, R and B genre that's going on right now. So shout out to Cam Folk. Um I think that's all we got for the Kate Dish podcast this week, honey. Like I said, y'all know I'm dealing with a lot. So I ain't even gonna lie to you. I don't know if we have a no Monday episode. Um, If we have a Monday episode, I will be the first one to let you know. But I don't know. Right now, I got to get through the weekend. I have to get through the service and all of that. And um, hopefully, hopefully we can. We could do something. I'ma try. All I could do is try. So I'ma try to pull something together. Next week, I'm going to try to really get back in the groove of writing and podcasting more. I will be hosting Don Rock's birthday party. I think that's on the 18th or the 19th. Um, then I'm sitting down with New Bree NYE on the 18th and 19th as well so that's really gonna be my weekend to really be all the way back fully acclimated hopefully god willing with everything but i just had to come and tell y'all what was going on i know i've been missing the action episode 79 i really tried i really tried to do it on monday um late monday early tuesday i just couldn't get it together and y'all already know how it is losing somebody especially like somebody you are really really close to somebody that you talk to every single day um the only reason i'm able to even get on here and do this podcast today is i just so happen to be having a decent day but like i said we got to get through all the arrangements this weekend so it most definitely could change by monday but um anyway y'all that's episode 79. I hope y'all had a good-ass time. I hope y'all had as good of a time listening as I had making it. It was so therapeutic to just come and talk to y'all. I really miss y'all. Y'all know this ain't nothing but a big-ass therapy session for me. Even if I don't do the Monday episode, I'll at least do the Good Sis segment on my Instagram. Because... I didn't do the Monday episode, and then I'm realizing, like, well, damn, we still missing out on the good sis segment. So we got to be consistent with that. If we don't be consistent with shit else over here at the This Podcast, honey, we're going to be consistent with getting the stories of our missing black women out there into the world, into the universe. So that's that on that. Um, Y'all know where to find me, the Cape This Podcast, on Instagram, if you feel like shopping cakedbrand.com or you can check out Cakebrand on instagram Caked up, drip dot if you want to get all up close and personal in my goodies on instagram that's my personal page or whatever just hit me up man i'll be doing shit i like talking to y'all I like kicking shit i like you know just chit chat patty with y'all so holla at me please be safe this weekend don't drink and drive call you an uber call you a live be safe out there, wear your mask. It's not a political statement. It's a life and death statement. So let's just do shit the right way, period. Um, And until next time, until episode 80, whenever that is, I'm going to holler at you girls later.